get a chance to play that very often, do we? But uh, Happy New Year. We are in the new year already, of course, uh, in Hong Kong. And uh, I say that because on the line uh, from the US, I have got our reporter, uh, John Terrace, who is live in Times Square. John, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm fine. And I must say, I'm actually very cold as well. Not as cold as I have been in the past and not as wet as I have been in the past. But it's very cold here. Temperature in the 30s. Wind blowing now. But hmm. I'm also... Not quite, but basically I might as well be more or less alone this year because that <laughs> is the kind of New Year's Eve that we're having in New York this year. Quite extraordinary scenes here in many ways. It's very quiet then around you, right? Well, it is. Let me try and put it into words for you. It's very hard. I mean, obviously everybody knows that the ball drops, those four metres or whatever it is from number one Times Square. Everyone's familiar with that. Well, the ball is here. Number one Times Square is here. But what I'm looking at at the moment is a completely empty 7th Avenue and Broadway. And there's just a handful of policemen here. We've just got some more security officers who turned up because I think the mayor, Mayor de Blasio, must be getting close now. But literally, there's nobody in Times Square. It's remarkable. And remember, normally by this time, with less than an hour to go, we would have, they say, a million people in Times Square. Now, you know, I don't know if there's really a million people. I suspect there aren't, frankly. I think there's probably a million people in the vicinity of Times Square, which is much bigger than the square itself. But, uh, you know, let's, let's give it to them. Let's say there's normally a million people here. Well, this year, there's hardly anybody. All there is is press, like me, security officers, policemen, and there are two small stages to the north of Times Square where there is some entertainment taking okay. place, but right. very few people around them. Yeah, because normally you have a whole stream of entertainment through the evening, don't you? I know you've had sort of Mariah Carey and all those kind of yes. people in the past, right? Yeah, good old Mariah Carey. How we loved Mariah Carey from a couple of years ago when she failed to turn up for a rehearsal. And so all the lip syncing went out and it was a bit of a mess and everybody ended up blaming everybody else. Well, look, there is entertainment this year. Let me tell you who's on. First of all, Gloria Gaynor, who I hear you cry. Well, Gloria Gaynor may be more familiar to RTHK3 listeners than many others around the world. She was a big pop star in the 70s. She was a diva mm. like Donna Summer, a big disco diva. And she had a hit with I Will Survive. And the song is really an anthem to women who've been wronged by their men. And it's also very appropriate if you've been wronged by the year 2020. So Gloria was here. She was born in New Jersey. Oh, goodness me. Many, many years ago. 70 odd years ago. Her hit was 42 years ago. But she was here singing that. And it went down very, very well. And the other big star that I know is J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. And she was as close to me as, you know, a couple of feet away earlier wow. on. And I nearly embarrassed myself. I nearly screamed a bit, oh, you're J-Lo. I just managed to stop myself being embarrassing to myself <laughs> and my company just in time. <laughs> so she was doing a performance as well? Yeah, she's the big sh big artist, really, I suppose. It's difficult, really, because what happens is there are two stages, and some of the artists are booked by what they call the Times Square Alliance, which is the organization that runs the event on New Year's Eve here, and others are booked by Planet Fitness, which is a fitness company that sponsors the stage, and then there are artists appearing on the ABC television show Rockin' New Year's Eve, all of which has been massively pared back this year. I mean, there's, there's not many people here from it, but there are a couple of live performances, and one of them will be by J-Lo, and she will perform at about 11.35 our time, you know, the big act before the ball starts to come down at midnight. And what will be the sequence then, uh, you know, up to midnight, pretty much the same as normal? 
Yeah, it's it's a time-honored tradition here. It's always the way. They have the big act, which this year is J-Lo, as I say. Then they'll have somebody else who will sing Imagine by John Lennon. And then the mayor will send the ball on its way, and it'll come down. I think it takes a full 60 seconds to come down. And once it hits the bottom, the sign for 2021 will light up, and the fireworks will go off. And normally what happens, normally, is you then have this massive movement of, let's call it a million people, on their way to get to the nearest bar as quickly as they possibly can, because those people just are not here this year. So we expect a gradual drift away of the techies and the journos and J-Lo and Gloria Gaynor. And the thing is, James, we can't even go to a bar because they all close at 10. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll just have to hang out on the street corner with J-Lo. What a, what a difficult life. <laughs> well, the reason she was asked to come is because she lives in New York, so I think it's natural really for her to come and perform here. But she's very good and lots of fans around the world. People love her. What's the mood like at the moment, uh, John? You know, obviously this has been a very difficult year for everybody. Um, yes. no, more, um, no, no more so than anywhere else in the US, but it's been particularly yeah. bad. And, you know, in politics well, and with COVID and everything, what's it feeling like? Well, I think it's a sense of change is about to happen, but it hasn't yet happened. That's how I would describe it. The vaccines are rolling. Where people, Americans are getting them in their arms now, the bio, Pfizer, BioNTech one, and the Moderna one. And I think there's a lot of optimism and hope for that. The stock exchange, the Dow closed at record levels today, a few hours ago, based on optimism. And so, yeah, I think people are hopeful that 2021 will be a much better year than 2020 was. Of course, 2020 started off so promisingly. And then we had the death of Kobe Bryant, the famous basketball star, within a few weeks of the New Year period. And then it all went downhill with COVID-19. But, yeah, I think the mood is one of cautious optimism. We have a new president coming in, of course, on the 20th of January, assuming that there are no challenges to him between now and then, which there might yet be. Yeah, I think uh, 6th of January, there's still some, some possibility of something, right? Well, we spoke about the election, didn't we, about the time of the election. We so did. If I, if I, will you just indulge me for 20 seconds? I'll tell you where we are with this election. So we were worried when I spoke to you that the polls would be wrong, and they were wrong. They were massively wrong. They were wrong on almost every aspect except for one, that Joe Biden would win. Hmm. The Republicans had a fantastic night on election night. They wiped out the Democrats' uh, majority in the House, or but they hung on to the Senate. But there is a, um, a runoff in Georgia coming up on the 5th and 6th of January, which, if the Democrats can win it and the Republicans lose it, will mean that they effectively have control of the House because it will be 50-50 in the 100-seat chamber and the Vice President, Kamala Harris, will have the casting vote. So that's, we're watching, that's the next big thing. And then, of course, the President Biden and Kamala Harris are due to be President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris are due to be sworn in on the 20th of January at midday. There is, however, uh, an opportunity for the Congress to ratify the election results. And one senator who stood up and said that he will challenge the result of the election and force everybody to vote on whether the election was fair or not. And that's the last thing I would like to say, that whichever way you vote, whatever you think about the election, both men got more votes than any other candidate for any party in history. Amazing, and there isn't is it? A, it is, yes. And that's partly, I think, because of the mail-in voting that went on. But the accusation on the flip side of that is that some of that mail-in voting was actually fraudulent. Now, no judge, no committee, no organization has found it to be significantly fraudulent, but a bad taste has been left in the mouth for many people.
Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be an interesting few weeks, uh, continuing an interesting few weeks uh, up to the uh, inauguration. Um, and uh, the fun never stops, as you might say, uh, in the US. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I, this is the thing about America. It is simply one if, I mean, I think it's the most fascinating country in the world. And I mean that with great respect to China, for whom, you know, I basically work at CGTN. But there's it, always something going on in America, which is newsworthy. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it never stops, does it? It never, never stops. Well, I guess we'll let you get back to the uh, the festivities, not uh, yes. in, uh, in in Times Square. It, it just must be such a. I mean, you've covered the the uh, Times Square ball drop for many, many years, haven't you? And it must just yes. be such a well, strange time. Well, this is my seventh time, and normally the place is absolutely heaving, and so it has all the atmosphere of a very busy late night nightclub you know that's what it's like the people absolutely everywhere the security is tight you know there are thousands and thousands of people here and that's just missing this year and i leave, let me leave you with a smile let me leave you with a smile because the two stages which are here on which there is spartan entertainment and which is being watched by some people a small group of first responders who the mayor has invited with their families to watch as special guests and they're in these little plastic bins so you've got like two people in a bin and four people in a bin little plastic bins all with advertising around them and right. they're all you know, massively massively social distance but to make the television shot look better what the Times Square Alliance people have done is do you, are you familiar do you we have them all over the place in America those very spindly brightly colored long-armed long-legged men that blow around in the breeze we have them on top of car dealerships oh, here. Oh, yes. Particularly yeah. in Florida. Sort and of air-filled them, uh, kind of things. Air-filled men, mm. that's right. Mm. Well, mm. The Alliance has put loads of those around the edge, so when the cameras pick up the handful of people who are in their little tubs watching the Spartan entertainment, behind them there are highly colourful men, <laughs> plastic men, waving in the breeze. You know, you couldn't make it up if you tried. <laughs> very innovative, very innovative. Well, we look, look forward to seeing those pictures uh, in, what, about half an hour's time, I guess, 32 minutes till it, uh, it drops. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, John, thank you very much as ever. We wish you all the best for uh, uh, happy 2021 uh, from the future. We're already in 2021 here, of course. And, uh, of course you uh, are, yes, of course. Well, uh, we wish you all from here all the very best as well for 2021. It can't be worse than 2021. Sure, surely, surely, surely it can't. <laughs> and hopefully I'll talk to you in a year's time. We look forward to it and uh, we'll leave you with a reprise of uh, Gloria Gaynor. And uh, yes. I, I will survive. God bless her. Thanks, John. Thank you very much. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. bye, bye. bye, bye.